All right, Eagles fans, welcome in to the post-game show presented by Rico. I'm Gabriella DiGiovanni here with Fran Duffy and I Grease. Guys, 41-21, Eagles went down to Dallas. Nothing really went the way the Eagles wanted them to go. Initial thoughts. Well, just a disappointing loss tonight. I mean, this is obviously a big game. It's a divisional game. These games are typically tight. But for whatever reason, the last few trips down to Dallas uh, has really been one-sided type of games and has been in the uh, favor of the Dallas Cowboys. And nothing went right early for the Eagles tonight. And it sort of snowballed on them. And once you get that sort of bad mojo and momentum going against you on the road, it's hard to fight your way out of it. It just seemed like the Eagles were, were climbing uphill all night tonight. Yeah, we talk about a complimentary football all the time, offense and defense working together. Tonight it went the opposite way, where you saw the, the offense – Four three and outs basically to start the night. We had three plays. Uh, obviously, there was a big play to Dallas Goddard early. Then you had a couple plays later, the interception to Jalen Rager. Uh, but off the field really fast, and the defense just could not get off the field. So they, you know, I think the offense ran what 18 plays in the first half. It's tough to put a lot of points on the board, and it works both ways. Look, last week against San Francisco, the, the theme was missed opportunities. Tonight, however, it didn't seem like there really were opportunities. Period. So, like you said, they were kind of climbing uphill. And just when you thought maybe, oh, this is the momentum shift. This is where it's going to happen. This is where it's going to change. It never really changed. Yeah, I mean, Dallas really controlled the momentum all night. They were able to run the ball at will in between the tackles. We thought coming into this game, if the Eagles were going to have a chance to win this game tonight, they needed to, to control the line of scrimmage. And I was a little surprised that Dallas had the type of success they had in between the tackles. But give credit to their offensive line. They were able to get some movement with some double teams up there. And then our linebackers have to do a better job getting off the blocks and making tackles. You know, Zeke Elliott is a physical runner. He gets behind those shoulder pads, and you're not going to bring him down with arm tackles. You really need to get a hat on a hat and get your body in front of him in order to bring him down. I thought early the Cowboys sort of imposed their will on our defense, and then they were able to hit us with play-action pass. Once a team can run the ball at will against you, it makes you hesitant. You become also susceptible to the pass over your head with play-action pass. And once Dallas got that going in their offense, really our defense was on their heels. It felt like the Dallas offense was in a rhythm. Yeah. And I think a great way to kind of look at that, it was the first 28 plays offensively for them. They only had two third downs. Yeah. Uh, and that just shows they weren't getting to third down because they were moving the ball so well. Run game, pass game, play action, screen game. Yeah. They were mixing things up. They had the Eagles defense on their heels the entire first half. At, the, at halftime, Dallas had four, more first downs, 19, than the Eagles ran plays. They ran yeah. 18. Uh, which is not the best stat that you want to see. But the, the thing that I thought was interesting was that the Eagles' defense has been their strong suit through the first two weeks. And their defense playing so well kind of allows this newer offense to work out their kinks. It gives them some room to, to mess up, right? You know, the defense has kind of come in and, and saved them at times. Today, the defense also was struggling, especially with that run game. Well, I tell you, they held on as best they could, particularly in the first half. Offense couldn't get anything going. Farron brought up the four straight three and outs. That's going to leave your defense vulnerable. Dallas is a physical team. They want to impose their will on you. And if you can't get off the field on third down, and Fran just mentioned they only had two third downs, mm -hmm. it's hard to be able to win down there against that team. But I'll say this, the Eagles defense – they put the first seven on the board. Yep. I thought they were able to stifle Dallas's momentum after that first uh, quarter. 
but the offense needed to give them something to sort of feed off of in that second quarter. And it just felt like the uh, Eagles offense couldn't get anything going. Jalen Hurts never looked like he was in a rhythm at all tonight, yeah. right? I mean, whether uh, No matter what they tried, whether it was a straight drop back, even the quarterback run game, the read game, he, he never looked like he was in a rhythm. The screen game, everything just looked like they were working really, really hard to create positive plays. I think it was the first time um, this season, obviously we've only seen him two previous times, where he looked – genuinely uncomfortable. Now, obviously, we know there was two offensive, new offensive linemen playing in front of him, which, you know, there could be some growing pains there when you have Andre Dillard at left tackle and you had Landon Dickerson at right guard. However, he just looked uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah, and I'll say this. <laughs> it's going to be a learning process for Jalen every week he steps out there. We're still looking at, what, seven Start games seven. now? Yep. Seven games that he's played in the National Football League. This thing works both ways. While he's still new to the league and they don't know everything about him, there is more footage on him. Sure. There is more tape on him. So the more the league gets a chance to see things he does well versus what he doesn't do well, they're going to try to put him in positions to, to, to do things he doesn't do well. And that's what you sort of saw tonight. They wanted to take the run away from him a little bit. Even at times, they wanted to force him to run the football. The case being, they weren't going to allow him to get comfortable back there. We still need to be patient with Jalen. He's still virtually a rookie, having right. not even played 16 games yet. So each week is going to be like a learning process for him. He's going to get new things thrown at him every week, and he has to prove that he can overcome those things and has, he has an answer for whatever a defensive coordinator shows him. And it's tough because it's a, a kind of a double-edged sword. I think a lot of people will point to like the run-pass ratio in this game and say, well, why didn't they run the ball more? Miles Sanders, I think the running backs up to a certain point only had two carries, two true carries yep. up until the middle of the fourth quarter. But when you have those three and outs, if you're going to throw the ball on first down and it's incomplete, and then it's second and ten, you're not going to run the ball there, and now all of a sudden it's third and long, well, now all of a sudden you went three and out with no runs, right? So uh, this game kind of got out of hand. The, the game script really kind of dictated that. And I think when you look at the, the overall just trying to figure out a way to get Jalen Hurts comfortable, they just couldn't do it. And for whatever reason, whether it was a misthrow by him, you had a, you know, pressures given up, drops by the receivers, Everything kind of mixed in there. It was, a, it was tough sledding all night on offense. And, and we knew the offensive line would be under siege tonight. You got two young guys out there. Andre Diller, although it's his third year, still doesn't have a lot of games under his belt making that start at left tackle. Landon Dickerson starting at right guard in place of Brandon Brooks. You know, they didn't necessarily play bad tonight, but I'm sure they had some, some plays out there they would like to have back, just like any young player would. Right. And you got to give Dan Quinn credit for showing them different looks. They moved Michael Parsons around tonight. Yep. They made Jalen uncomfortable back there, not knowing where the pressure was going to come from. And often when you have new linemen out there, there's going to be mix-ups when it comes to the protections. Yeah, and I think, too, the, the big thing when we talk about some of those penalties, because the Eagles yeah. have a ton of penalties against yeah. them. But when you look on the offensive side of the football, a lot of those holds on pass plays where Jalen Hurts is running outside of the pocket, those are tough to pin solely on the offensive line. Same thing with those illegal men downfield. Andre Dillard got flagged for one uh, on that little screen pass to Devontae Smith. That's one where the ball's got to come out a little bit earlier as well. And so uh, those pen penalties across the board, defensively, too many bad ones. Derek Barnett had a really crucial one late in the first half. Third and eight, wipes that off the board. Now it becomes third and three, and then they run for a first down. They have to clean these penalties up. Three weeks in a row, double-digit penalties. Well, you have to remember the offensive line, right? It's five bodies that need to work as one. Yes. And so when you're shuffling around that line, especially when you have a rookie, a rookie who 
didn't play really much football up until this week at practice. It was his first full week of practice. There's going to be issues across the line because he now needs to, you know, coordinate with Lane Johnson, who's used to playing next to Brandon Brooks. And now you have Isaac Ciamalo, who unfortunately went down. He was carted off the field. This was a scenario that we didn't want to see happen. We're all too familiar the past few years yeah. with injuries across the offensive line and shuffling guys around. But they're going to need to figure out a way to work together. Luckily, you have Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson healthy on that line still. And hopefully their leadership and their veteran presence will be able to bring these five guys, whoever they are, back together and bring some stability to that offense. Well, And, and another thing, the quarterback play can make up for some of these things. Sure. Right? Fran mentioned the penalties, right? So when you're scrambling back there, it looks great when it works out for you. But the offensive linemen don't know where you're at. So they don't know whether to block inside or outside. And some of those scrambles can lead to a holding call. The read option, uh, the run pass option plays. The lineman doesn't know whether or not you've thrown the ball or it's a running play. They're taught to do a specific job on that play. And it's up for the quarterback quarterback to make them be right on that play. If he's going to hold the ball, then they're going to get called for being down the field illegally because they can't look backwards to see what's going on there. So I'll bring all of this up to say is that there is still a growth uh, area of growth that Jalen Hurts needs to feel as the, at the quarterback position. There, there were plays out there to be made tonight, and you got to make better throws on some of these plays, right? You got to have better ball placement, quicker decision making. So I don't want to blame everything just on youthfulness over there because there were some design plays that could have been executed uh, better yep. if the quarterback is quicker with his decision making and a little more accurate with some of his throws. But this is also part of the growing process for the overall unit. When you have a, a young core, as, as we have on the offensive side of the ball, you're going to have to allow for some mistakes to happen over the course of a football game. You just called a good football team on a night where it was just their night in the Dallas Cowboys. Make no mistake about it, the Dallas Cowboys are a good football team, and you can't have the, the mistakes that we had tonight, and whether it was penalties or it's interceptions of pick six, and expect to beat a team of that caliber on the road. You almost have to play perfect football. Hey, you know how those division games go. Yes. I mean, you cannot make those kind of mistakes no. and expect to come out of that game with a W on the road. Defensively, there looked like there were some issues with communication. It looked yeah. like a few times guys didn't know if they are playing zone, man-to-man. What does Jonathan Gannon need to address this week to get those things from the communication standpoint cleaned up? Just keep hammering, hammering the principles uh, of the defense. Obviously, when, you, when you're game planning, each week is going to be catered to your opponent. So whatever they saw, the Dallas Cowboys, what they like to do down there in the red zone, um, I don't know what defense was called there, but you could tell there was some sort of mix up there. We saw it last week when uh, the tight end for the yep. 49ers called a touchdown. This is also a product of guys being in and out of the lineup. Right, you had Epps had to come in. Yep. Kayvon Wallace was the starter there. So when you have guys get injured in the, in the middle of a game, you know it's no excuse for the backup player. You have to be ready to go in there. But when you're talking about communication amongst the unit, some guys are just used to communicating with other guys, and then you get you get a call that was made that maybe this guy 
wasn't expecting, and then you get the mix-ups out there. And again, no excuse for it. It's just you have to sort of hone in and nail down those those, those little small things so you don't have mix-ups out there. And we had some of those substitution mix-ups as well, mm-hmm. uh, especially early in the game, early in drives, uh, where guys, you know, we had the 12 men on the field yeah. and even some close calls there. But I, I think the big thing was something you alluded to earlier. Like they, when you have the Eagles defense playing the way that they do, hey, they're going to play top-down. They're going to force you to earn it. They're going to force you to drive the field. We're going to play two high safeties, no deep balls allowed, right? That's, right. that's the idea. That's the, the philosophy of the defense. But – when you play that way, you need that front to be able to stop the run. And whether it's the defensive line, linebackers, that second level, they've got to be able to stop the run. They did not do that well enough tonight. One bright spot I do want to touch on is the middle of that third quarter. Uh, Jalen Hurts' touchdown pass to Zach Ertz. Um, that whole drive, eight plays, 90 yards, that was the drive that we know the Eagles are capable of assembling. We just really didn't see it all night until that one specific situation, of course. What kind of character does a drive like that build? Of course, you're probably looking at me like, great. One drive, (laughs) one touchdown, cool. But a team that is trying to kind of put the pieces together, how can they look back at the film, look at that one drive, and then think, you know, how can we consistently assemble something of that caliber? Well, I think it's taking advantage of the opportunities when they're there, right? Jalen, at times, when he's going to move around in the pocket, he can – get guys open just with his own extended extension of the plays with his legs. It's just a tough way to make a living as an offense, right? It, it puts him in harm's way at times. You're really relying on him to be smart with the football. Uh, there are throws that he made out there tonight that were connected that a coach may not want him throwing back across his body. I think about the touchdown Greg Ward, to, uh, to Greg Ward. <laughs> yeah. That's not necessarily something that you would coach. But they were in sort of desperation mode. The one thing I'll say about this team is that it seems as if they have the right character, the right makeup that you want when you're going into a, a game, right? They're not going to give up. They're going to continue to fight. We saw it last week versus the, the 49ers when they kept battling. The problem is you don't know if that's a product of the offense starting to produce and excel and execute well, or is that a product of the defense relaxing a little bit? Once the score gets up by two or three scores, now the defense that you're facing is basically saying, we don't want to give up a big play over our head. We'll give you anything underneath. So there are always coaching points to be made there. It's just hard for me to look at it from here without breaking the film down. But I'm sure coaches, when they look at it, they like the points being put on the board, but they know that's a tough way to make a living. What's that plane ride home like? Uh, you know, when you have a game yeah. like that, where maybe you had one possession or two, a couple possessions, where you're like, man, like we did that right here, but just overall, uh, not ideal. Yeah, I, I would think tonight's plane ride is quiet. It's a long ride back. Um, there's a little bit of embarrassment in there, setting there because. They know how important this game was for them. I'm certainly sure they wanted to go out and have a much better showing tonight. They expected more of themselves coming off a tough game last week, and they didn't play the way they wanted to play tonight. You know, we we, we as ballplayers, you're not going to win every game, right? We can accept losing if we know we played our best and you were just better. When you can't accept losing or you can't accept the losses, when you know you didn't play your best, you prepared all week for these things, and you didn't go out and play the way you intended to play. So it makes it a tougher pill to swallow. I would imagine there are small groups that have gathered together, and and they are going to go over things. I can imagine Jalen going over things with his receivers. I can imagine offensive linemen talking, those DBs where there was a mix-up in the secondary. They're going over those things. Not a lot of yelling, not a lot of loud talking just quietly realizing that 
we just got 40 put up on us. Nobody likes that. That's not a good feeling for anyone. And they know what's coming in here next week that they have to get prepared for. So the, the biggest thing they're going to do is try to make sure they get the small things that they can iron out, figured out, so that they go out next week and play better. Especially on a short week. On I a short week, exactly. short week with, a, with a, a great team coming to town yeah. here in Kansas City. I think there was definitely a bit of a shock value tonight. Sure. Um, because I think people expected a lot more. Uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles, and maybe people under also underestimated the capabilities of the Dallas Cowboys. Again, like you said, you have to give Dan Quinn a lot of credit. I think defensively he put together a really good game plan against the Eagles' offense, uh, but I think we just expected more from the Eagles sure. tonight. Yeah, and this is a game they typically show up in and play well in. Right. It just tonight things didn't just didn't go their way. Their way, and early in the game it started to snowball. Um, I thought once the defense got the sack on Dak and they got that touchdown there, mm -hmm. I'm saying, okay, now the momentum can sort of change and we can get something going. But they could never build off of that. And it just seemed like whenever they got something going, they shot themselves in the foot, right? And, or the Dallas Cowboys were able to come right back yep. and answer with a score or a long drive. And you're going to have days like this. Believe me, I, I, <laughs> my rookie year, we were 3-13. and 13. You know, my second year, Andy Reid's first year, we were 5-11. and 11. And you had games where you played well for two and a half, three quarters, and you just couldn't finish it. And that was a young team trying to find its identity, trying to figure out how to win. The hardest thing in the NFL to do is figure out how to win consistently, right? Sometimes you win because the other team played poorly and you were just fortunate that day. And then there are games where you're going to have to fight tooth and nail, and it's going to be a one-possession game that comes down to the end. And when you're a young team, the hardest thing for you to understand is that the game is never over, and no games are easy. It's not like college anymore when you're just light years or better, to, better than the opponent that you're playing. In the NFL, it's any given Sunday or Monday night, and tonight's a good, a good teaching tool. I think it's a good game for the coaches to sort of teach. When you're trying to get a message across to your players and let them know they haven't arrived yet, it's games like this that coaches will harp on, and, and, and not from a, a demeaning or degrading point of view, but just to let them know this is where we are, and this is what we're trying to get to. And the next time we see that team, it's going to be a different story. And I'm glad you said that because I, I wanted to bring that up. It, it, it's almost a little bit more challenging when you have a game like this, I would think, as a coach. Because last week, when it's a one-score loss to San Francisco, I think every guy in that locker room would say, man, like, if this play had gone different or if that play had gone different or if this play yeah. – all of a sudden you say, like, man, yeah. that, that adds up. Mm -hmm. In this game where it's like, oh, like you just feel so deflated, I think it's a little bit harder now for the coaches. It's a little bit where you have, have to, to cut convince you off. those We're guys. We're going to head yeah, down to Dallas, and we'll hear from Coach. You had only two runs tonight for Miles Sanders. Was, was that coming in kind of game plan or is based off what they did? Well, the the first half, just with a just with how that went, without getting a lot of plays, it kind of put it. Those run those, those numbers get skewed sometimes. I mean, I know they are what they are, but when you don't have that many plays in the first half, whether you're you, because you have penalties that stop drives, um, you know the defense was on the field quite a bit, um, and then you're in a and then you're in a position in the second half where you know we're down two scores the whole time. That's where that's where that kind of 
that, that kind of comes into play. I know we were trying to get him the ball on some screens and stuff like that, but uh, obviously we want he's a good playmaker and we want him to touch the ball more. Uh, just the way the game went, we weren't we weren't able to do that. Speaking of penalties, Nick, I, you guys have set a, a new franchise record for most penalties through three games. Yeah. I know that you're big on the intelligence for for a team, the IQ. So how do you explain what's happening? Yeah, we got to get that fixed. Uh, the the ones that. The ones that you don't like, and the ones that are the most the most troublesome, are the pre-snap penalties, and we got to take care of that. We that's just us being disciplined, and uh, we got to go back to work and, and get better at that because that's obviously unacceptable. And um, you know, we're all in this together. This it starts with me, and it's unacceptable on my part. We got too many penalties. What was the offensive game plan coming? Well, um, we w we wanted to make sure we were able to 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 keep up with them. We knew they were we knew they were an explosive offense. Uh, we wanted to be able to to push the ball down the field and uh, hit some of the underneath zones that we that we saw, um, while also obviously mixing the run game in there um, in the screen game. Um, Again, you fall behind a little bit. You have to get off that game plan a little bit. But we knew we had to. We knew we wanted. We knew we had to score with this team because we knew they were able to score uh, and score quickly. In your view, what, what, what were the like biggest problems offensively? I'm sorry. In your view, what were the biggest problems offensively? I just felt like you know you get the ball to midfield and then it would and it would stall out for different reasons. Whether I didn't call a good enough play. Uh, whether there was a, pe a pre-snap penalty or, or a penalty, whether there was some pressure, um, it was just it was coaching, it was execution. We all had a hand in this in this be in this the loss. Interception, the interception at the beginning of the game down the field to Rager, um, same part of the field that the one that was called back was last week. Yeah. Was there a part of you that was like? I want, to, I want to make sure we get this play right this time, and that's why he called it. No, it, you know, there's options for him on all plays, and they gave us a look where the option was to take the to take the vertical route there. Uh, that, you know, I, I kind of made it very a, a point to go up to the offense and say, just remember that that's you know, you get a first you get a first drive, um, and it stalls out there, and then you punt and you get the ball at the one. I mean, that's that's as good as a punt right there. Obviously, you'd never want it to come down to that. Um, but you saw what happened after that. You got, you got him backed up, and the defense made a heck of a play, and, and, and Fletch scored on that play. So um, it, it just, you know, Jalen's going to tell you, he, he wants, he'll want that throw back to get it out. Uh, I thought Jalen had decent positioning on it. Uh, we just didn't execute, um, but that was just what the defense gave us, and we, and we took it. I like his aggressiveness there. What do you know about Isaac's injury and how optimistic that is? I, not too you know what, guys, I apologize because I'm not going to be able to answer an uh, injury question until I talk to the, the trainers. And usually I'm not talking to the trainers until after, I, after I'm in here with y'all. Sorry. So I'll, I'll have more updates here when I talk to y'all on Wednesday. Nick, you brought up the, the lack of plays early on and wanting to stay even with the Cowboys. But then in retrospect, would you have wanted to slow the game down a little bit more by running the ball more effectively? Yeah, I mean, sec second thought, I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still, I mean, when your game plan doesn't work and you lose by 20 points, you're obviously going to say, yeah, let's do the opposite thing. And um, so, you know, that's, that's for after the game and for, for you to see after the game. But, um, yeah, when it doesn't work and, it, and you lose like that, yeah, you, you, think, you think to go the other route. So um, that's just the nature of this business and the nature of my job. James, you felt you needed to score with them. Why punt twice in their territory in the first half? Uh, well, because those fourth and six and sevens, I don't know exactly what it was. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the chart of what to, is it five? Yeah. You know, I'm looking at the chart and deciding when to, to go for it, when not to go for it. Um, felt comfortable how following the chart there and um, that's, the chart said to, to punt on those situations. Nick, coaches always say games have personalities. So 
when you come into a game and say the Cowboys are going to score some points and it starts developing, how much pressure does that put on you as a play caller to say, I've got to keep up? Um, yeah, you, you, you're going to have to keep up there. I, I don't want to say it puts pressure, unnecessary pressure or pressure on me. Um, it just, you know, you're going to have to call the game a certain way when you're down multiple scores. And um, so I, I, I don't feel that that put uh, pressure on us. We just had to, we had to go out and execute the plan when we were, when we were down two scores, and we didn't do that. First of all, I want to give credit to to Dallas because Dak. Uh, I just, I just think, you know, to see him in person and see him play and operate in person, he's a heck of a football player. And uh, um, I thought, and, you know, Kellen Moore is a really good coordinator. I thought he did a good job of, of, and Dak really did a good job of taking what our defense was giving him. Um, you know, our our goal was to to limit big plays, and I know we had a, a, a coverage early on that uh, Lamb got behind the defense on, um, but. You know, they credit to them that we played. We played a lot of middle of the field open. We tried to we tried to limit the big plays, and Dak took what the defense gave him. And uh, you know, he just he was content taking the underneath routes and, and smart taking the underneath routes. Um, and then they also did a good job running the football and and for with some of those softer boxes. So they executed. We didn't. Uh, hats off to them. Trying to keep up with the Cowboys, it seemed like you had Jalen jump drop a fair amount in the pocket. Did you get a sense that he was being pressured to move out, or was he leaving too early? Do you yeah, think? Jeff. I, again, I got to look at that. I, I'll be able to answer that better for you on Wednesday. Um, there's there's a couple times where I thought, hey, could he have stayed in there? But I'm not seeing what he's seeing. I'm, I'm seeing it from one side, you know, and I'm not seeing if there was any push in the middle or if there was a breakdown somewhere. So um, I'm gonna have to watch the tape before I answer that question. Uh, uh, for a good, with a good answer at this time. Derek Barnett took another pretty costly penalty, and it looked like the cameras caught you saying it's him again or it's always him. So what did you say, and is discipline an issue with Derek at this point? No, I don't think so. I, 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 was, up, I was frustrated with the, the pre-snap penalties, regardless of if it was Derek or if it was anybody. We had him on offense. We had him on defense. I don't think we had any pre-snap penalties on special teams. Um, it was that is just my frustration of, and, and I, I don't, you know, I, it was my frustration with our team as a whole, and it starts with me. It's it's my responsibility to get the penalty thing right. Um, so that that that's on me, and so I don't I don't blame any player for that. We just got to get better at it, and it starts with me, and and I got to get the team better at that. You know, we're on a short week. Uh, you know, Monday night football. You go on a short week, and you got to. No one's going to feel sorry for us. Uh, the Chiefs aren't going to feel sorry for us. Um, so we got to rest our bodies, get our bodies right. Uh, we're going to have to plan of how we how we need to plan and practice to to get our bodies right on this short week because we got a good football team coming in, and it is. It's just it's dog mentality to be able to recover from this. Um, it's harder to learn from this. You'll learn from this game, but you don't have that you don't have that day where you're just spending on this game. So our coaches are going to have to get. We're going to have to watch this tape on the way home. Get the corrections to our guys. Uh, uh, written down, and they're just going to have to look at those on their own because we're going to have to be moving on to the Chiefs really quick. Uh, nobody's going to feel sorry for us, so we got to move on. All right, thanks, Colin. Thanks, y'all. All right, that was head coach Nick Sirianni speaking after his first meeting as the head coach of the Eagles against the Dallas Cowboys. He's obviously new to this. Oh, we're going right back. Fletcher Cox. Out there for a lot of 
plays in the, in the first half. Um, is that just a, a tough to sustain a level, a high level, being there so much, being out there on the field for so much in the first half? I mean, absolutely, but you know that's on us. You know, uh, we gotta get off the field. Um, you know, we had some good plays and we had some bad plays and some penalties kept some drives alive. We just got to be better in that part. And uh, you know, uh, when the time when the time comes, you know, we got to make a play. Um, obviously, today we get it. We didn't get it done. Um, the good thing about it is we get another chance next week um, to go play another good, really football team. So, looking forward to that. You left the game. How do you feel physically right now? I feel good. I mean, obviously, I was out all week with with an illness and. I lost a bunch of weight, and we try to do everything, uh, you know, to try to get it back, try to get the body back going. And uh, you know, I mean, we was on the field for for a good amount of, good amount of time, and uh, you know, just you know, being sick and you know, obviously not eating for four days, uh, it, it, it kind of wears a toll on you, you know. But I did everything I could do to get back in the game. You know, the body just, you know, I couldn't stop cramping, so they didn't want to send me out there, obviously, to start back cramping again. Man, just just you know, just stuff in the pocket. Um, obviously, uh, you know, it was pretty brave of them to kind of drop back down there, and um, and coach kind of turned us loose and let the boys go rush. Um, so we kind of, you know, we talked about it, um, not giving him a, a you know a pocket to step up in, and I obviously I was kind of going to balance the rush up, saw the ball pop out, and you know had a chance to make a play, and you know got my hands on the ball, and that's what we talked about, you know, um, getting our hands on the ball. Well, you talked about penalties last weekend too, and you know how frustrating they can be. Is there something you can attribute it to? And again, what does it do to the defense when you guys do give up those costly penalties? We just gotta be smart, you know. I know that, you know, as as you know, as as a good teammate, as as a leader on this team. I mean, I know as professionals that um, that we'll all get it done. You know, that'll take care of it. Um, we had a lot of penalties that sustained a lot of drives, and you know, um, we also can't let that be an excuse. You know, um, but you know, we got time, and um, you know, we'll you know just kind of. Um, get this game behind us. We got a short week coming up. Like you said, another good football team, and it was just another chance to go out and play. Did they do anything in terms of on the ground? They ran uh, for a lot of yards in the first half. I don't even know. I don't even keep up with that. Um, but I mean, they 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 made some plays. They they had a good run. They had a good you know game plan to run the ball. Um, I mean, obviously they were, you know, we were in second and four, second and three. Um, and that's one thing we've been known for stopping the run. So we're obviously up front. Um, I got to take more control of that. We got to take control of them as a, as a defensive line and play on their side of the ball. Brandon was a major contributor in, in stopping the run for years. Was it noticeable him not being out there? I mean, Brandon had surgery today. Um, he was excited. We all talked to him, and uh, you know, um, we know that um, he was he was there. Um, he was there watching. You know, obviously um, not there in the field, but he always you know played a big part in stopping the run. I mean, it was better day. I mean, they just they were better than us today. You know, um, you know we. Uh, you know, we couldn't get off the field. Fletcher, you've been through some tough losses through the years here, but uh, what, do you, what can you impart to the younger guys on this team, you know, from that, some, from some of those experiences? <clears throat> you just tell them, you know, the league is week to week. Uh, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. And obviously the last two weeks that, you know, we've had two losses in a row, you know, and, you know, I've been on a one and, one and two team before when we went on a, on a, on a you know, won some games, you know. Uh, we just got to take this one under the chin and do something about it. One of the other bright spots, Fletch, is Javon, the way he's been playing. Had a big game, two sacks again today. Do you notice you're used to getting all the attention? Do you notice opposing teams start to pay attention to Javon as well? Yeah, I mean, I think he said the other day, pick your poison. Um, I mean, uh, guys get one-on-ones, we got to win them, you know. Um, obviously, we didn't win enough one-on-ones today because we didn't come away with the win. At the end of the day, stats don't matter, wins do.
assessment of how the linebackers have gone against the run so far this season? I mean, you know, the I think the first two, obviously, you know, we played a lot better in the run. I think just overall, you know, we got to just make more plays. It's not, you know, I don't think, you know, it's our group or, you know, any one group. I think just a collective. We just, we got to be better. What were the issues tonight against Rome? You know, I think just, you know, the first two weeks, I think we were in, you know, second and long, third and long, and, you know, good positions. Just, you know, they came out, and when you have those, you know, short, short second, third downs, it's tough. You know, they obviously, you know, have the advantage in those situations, and, you know, they were able to keep it, you know, kind of the whole game that way. Because they had so many, you know, second shorts and everything, like, how much does that kind of keep you guys guessing as a defense, you know, not exactly knowing if they're going to run or pass? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of... It's the name of the game, you know. I think last week, you know, against San Fran, we, you know, we did really well. That was a team that, you know, lives kind of in that situation. We were able to keep them out of it, so we kind of controlled the game. And, you know, like, you know, they kind of, they took advantage of us the whole night tonight. You know, obviously, was not our night. They played really well, and, you know, when you're in those situations, you know, throughout the game, they're gonna, you know, obviously have us, you know, back a little bit. Coach expressed frustration with the penalties. How do you fix that? You know, I you know I think Fletch said it the right way. You know, we're pros. You know, guys are gonna have to. You know, I think everybody on this team knows we got to look in the mirror. There wasn't. I don't think you can point to one person tonight and say, you know, anyone did the right thing to win this game. You know, we got to look in the mirror. You know, we're gonna obviously come back real quick. We got Kansas City coming to town, so look in the mirror, take advantage of it, and you know, have everybody ready to go. It's week three, so we got a you know a long time to go, and let's you know obviously erase those penalties. Issue though, not isolated to tonight. It's been three weeks now. What's that in reflection of? You know, I, there isn't, you know, I don't think one thing that you can, uh, you know, pin it on. Obviously, it's just kind of, you know, I don't even know when the offense gets them, to be honest. And, you know, defensively, I just know we, we just got to be smarter. They got, they got over you guys over the top a few times. Um, you know, what were happening in those places? Was it just too much time in the pocket or is it uh, just a break? No, I think it all just comes down to that same situation. I think most of those times we're in second and short or third and short where, you know, they have the opportunity to, you know, we don't know if it's a run or a shot now. You know, if it's second and 10, you know, and they line up in 12 personnel, we know they're, you know, they're maxing up to throw the ball downfield. But when it's, you know, second and two, second and three, you know, they kind of get that advantage where if they, you know, play fake, it's going to be, you know, one-on-one or, you know, two-on-one down the field. What's the defensive game plan overall and kind of the, you know, the key thing that you guys need to do that maybe and get executed stop the run I think you know it's that's pretty simple as you know every every game obviously you know especially with our front seven we think you know we can we should be able to stop anybody so we obviously got to do better at that first full game without Brandon he's such a big part of the first level stopping the run set the edge was it noticeable to you guys that he was not out there? uh you know I'm you know it, we talked to him before you know obviously you know, he's a big leader out there. It's just, you know, I haven't watched it yet. So, you know, I can't, you know, say how those guys played because I believe in all those guys in that room with everything. And no matter what, you know, those those are the guys that are going to be lining up every week. So, you know, until we see it, you know, I'm not not too worried. You know, it wasn't that edge attack like we've had the last few weeks. You know, it was more downhill. So, you know, more on us than ever with those than the edge guys. Fletch had mentioned that too that you guys talked to Brandon before the game. Was it on like a video screen or FaceTime or how did how did that? Happen? I just some guys talked to him. It wasn't you know I think you know he's he's having surgery soon, so it was more just you know him just reaching out. I think to everybody as fast as he could. You know anyone that knows BG know you know the most positive dude. I'm sure 
sure when we get on this bus, we'll be calling everybody again just to keep keep the spirits high. Because like I said, it's it's week three. We got a long season to go. If we're gonna we're gonna hang on this, you know, it's it'll kill us. And if we just you know move on, get ready, and Kansas City's coming to town, and you know, obviously no one's gonna <laughs> no one no one's feeling sorry for us. So it's time to you know buckle down and go play football. All right, that was your captain, Alex Singleton. He said it best. There's a lot of football left to play, and that's kind of the beauty of this. It is week three, and so they have to figure out a way to watch the film, turn the page, and move on. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, as cliche as it may sound, <laughs> it is only week three, and uh, we know how this, divi this division works, and nobody's going to run away with this division. I know the Cowboys fans are feeling good tonight. They got a W. <laughs> Hats off to them, but it's a lot of football left to be played. And the Eagles got to figure out a way to not beat themselves. The Eagles got to figure out a way to not make the games harder for themselves, right? They're already a young team, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, that's trying to find an identity. So they need positive reinforcement. They need positive plays, not plays that shoot themselves in the foot, not pre-snap penalties, things that make it more difficult for yourself to have, uh, to have production. And so that's what they need. And next week's test is not going to get any easier. No. But you can only play who's in front of you. And you can only climb this mountain mountain one step at a time, right? You're not going to get to the end of the season by next week, right? So however many games you're going to win on this year, it's not going to happen in a week or two's time span. They have to just focus on next week's game, take what they can learn from this game, soak it in, throw the rest of it out, and get better for next week. And the, both guys were asked uh, about the penalties. And I think when you look at it, if that's a, a group effort, like both of those guys said. And the big thing is those pre-snap penalties that you alluded yeah. to. Like, I mean, if you take out the false starts, the offsides, 12 men on the field, illegal formations, you take those out. Like, and now you're, you're a little bit better. And that's the big thing. You have to eliminate those because those are within your own control. You control everything that happens before the snap. Sirianni said that they'll start watching that film on, on the plane ride back. Uh, last week after the loss, he said that that first day after the game, he was focused on reflecting with the coaches. He said, we haven't even talked to the players yet. This was about me and my coaching staff figuring out what individually we each did wrong and what we can improve upon. Okay, now there is a lot to clean up after this loss. So what are those conversations like with his staff, right? Because he's not only responsible for all these players, but he's also responsible for the coaches who coach his players. Well, I think the first thing they probably want to get ironed out is, are we putting our guys in the best position, mm -hmm. right? Are we giving them an opportunity to be successful? That's what the whole idea of going back and looking at the plays and figuring out, was that a bad play call? Did we not execute it right? Right? Did we not go through our progressions? Did somebody miss a block here? What it usually results in is one or two guys not doing their jobs when plays break down. And these are things that the coaches are going to have to continuously harp on with these guys and, and, and get stressed to them the importance of the small things, the detail-oriented type of plays. That's why the team in New England was so, so successful for so many years. They didn't beat themselves. And teams that are good year in and year out, week in and week out, they don't beat themselves. They make you beat them because they're going to go out there and play assignment football, do the right things, be where they're supposed to be at, and make you play perfect in order to beat them. This is a young team that's still learning how to play that way. 
I hate referring back to when I played, but I had to from from a from a personal standpoint. I love when you yeah. refer back to when you played. Because because I was a part of a team that obviously where coach was fired and Ray Rose, we were a bad football team, and we got a, a new coach in, and he brought in a different culture, right? He brought in being disciplined, being organized, being accountable, not only to the coaches, but to one another, right? So then the penalties and all those small things started to dissipate. They started to disappear, and we started to win more games. That's how you stop beating yourselves, right? The turnovers, the ill-advised throws, the carelessness with the football, right? Taking advantage of opportunities when they present themselves on defense, not getting penalties after the play, you know, uh, uh, personal fouls, things of that nature. That's what bad football teams do. That's what teams do who don't know how to win. When you start winning in this league, it's because you do the small things right. And this is the first year with this coaching staff, and I guarantee you those are the things that they are going to harp on because it starts with those small things. And you'll start noticing it little by little each week when you see them play, when you see the penalties go down, when you see the right reads and the right throws being made, the missed tackles not being there. That's when you know the message is finally getting through. But it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while, but it's important for these veteran players, the Fletcher Coxes and, and, and the veteran guys, to continue to echo these things to the younger guys. But more importantly, they have to lead by example. And the younger guys will follow. Yeah, and you talked about how it's all about coaches coaching up the players in, the, in each of their position rooms, right? And trying yep. to find out what are some of the things that their guys do well? What are some of the areas that they don't do well? How do we massage and accentuate their strengths and hide their weaknesses? That's what every single team tries to do. And we talk about that all the time in the first six to seven, eight weeks of the season. It's all about trying to find your identity. And that's part of it is trying to understand what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? How do we bring that out in this football team? And whether it's play calls and say, hey, maybe we need to move this receiver two yards outside when we call this kind of concept. Or, hey, in this coverage, if we get this kind of look, this is the kind of check we can add in, you know, defensively, right? So all these little, little minute details, they start to add up. And whether it's scheme or personnel usage, just trying to find out how do we get the best out of our players. Well, and I think a game like this kind of makes or breaks a team, how they respond to something like this, how they watch the film and make those corrections, how the coaches figure out a better way to coach them through these situations. But I know you you don't want to harp on your playing <laughs> days too much, but I wanted to ask you as sure. a player, mentally, what do you need to do if you are the guys who just went out and played tonight? Primetime football, Monday night football against the Dallas Cowboys. You're Jalen Hurts, you're Devontae Smith. Mentally, what do you need to do this week? Well, this should bother everybody on this team, right? You know, you go out and you play a game like this, you don't give up 40 points in the NFL, mm. right? So a lot has to go wrong for that to happen. So this should hurt. This should sting. It should mean something to you. It should mean something to you. And that's why it, it's important you look in the mirror first and you figure out what do I need to do as an individual to make sure I'm accountable, that I'm reliable each week, that I know my teammates and my coaches can rely on me to do my job, my specific job. Not worry about what this guy is doing or that guy is doing. Do your job. And if you get all 53 guys doing that, eventually this thing will come together as we, as we expect it to. But as a player, you have to look in the mirror first. You have to look in the mirror and say, I can do better. I can do better. It's too early in the season to start panicking or anything of that nature. I like the makeup of this team. There isn't going to be any finger pointing. All that stuff isn't going to go on. They're going to hunker down. They're going to get in here. And if it means staying late 
watching film together, even without your coaches, just as a position group. Those are the things you got to do in order to iron out the little things. And then that gives you the best chance on game day to win. If you don't iron out those little things throughout the week, then when Sunday comes and the th- stuff starts flying and, and you got to react and you got you to dig down, well, what do you dig down and dig up? What, what are you going to? So you need to have those things in, your, in, in the bank so that when game comes Sunday, you got something you can pull out that you can rely on. But that stuff starts during the week. You want that stuff to be second nature. Yes. You're not thinking about it. Yep. That's just a natural how that stuff comes up. I think the big thing, too, when you're just talking about this team and talking about the details, just trying to check those boxes and say, hey, did we do everything that we could do over the course of the week to make sure we come up with this W? And the, the other big one, too, it's obviously way too early to panic, like you said. And I, right. There's so much football yeah. left to be played. This team still has five division games left. The next time you play this team, it's going to be here at Lincoln Financial Field. So you kind of hang your hat on that as well. Yeah. The big thing, you've got a, a lot of tough games here coming down the stretch. you got to worry about facing the Kansas City Chiefs next Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field in a short week. What can you do to We're going to go game? back to Dallas, actually. Jalen Hurts at the podium. Uh, Nick said that the, uh, the game plan was to come out and kind of keep pace with the Dallas offense. Um, you know, how did you guys get away from that? Um, I didn't execute. <clears throat> um, I didn't execute. Um, I didn't do a good enough job of, of, of leading. I didn't do a good, good enough job of running our offense, of, of doing the things that I need to do. So it's on me. This one's on me. On the pick six, what, what, was, you? what was going on? Uh, things didn't these things didn't go my way. Things didn't go our way. Um, it's 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 tough. It's tough. Um, and, and all I can do is is take complete ownership for um, how I played and and how it affected the team in the end. Um, I got to do a better job. Clearly. Well, yeah, when you you've had a lot of success in certain games, and when you don't have success. Do you have a feel for, for why after the game has ended, or do you have to watch the film? Do you, do you have it in your mind already? I just think it, it didn't go my way out there tonight. Um, it didn't go my way, uh, and I have to have to execute better. I have to do my job better. And, and, it, and it's, something, it's something that I'm going to learn from. Um, it's, it's something I'm going to definitely learn from, but so you learn from it. Plays that are going to stick with you in the flight tonight that you wish you could have done. We turned the ball over. We had opportunities um, to extend drives. We didn't do that. Um, I didn't do that. Um, I didn't convert on enough third downs. Um, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't play good enough. I didn't play good. You had mentioned this summer that for the, the deep balls, you would rather be long than short. And we've seen a, a couple instances, including tonight, where it came up short. What's, what's, what are happening on those plays? I, I missed it. I didn't throw it far enough. Um, I, didn't, I didn't do my job. I'll say that. That's it's probably going to be my answer to, to all of these questions. Um, I, I didn't do my job. I didn't do my job, and we didn't win the game. When I do my job, we win the game. I didn't do my job. What's your process like? In a game after after a game like this, what do you do? You know, you flush it. You gotta flush it. You know, you flush it. On the pick six, what you learn 
Just, 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 just bad, bad ball right there. I mean, the pick six. I have to look at the film and see what exactly happened, but it's a pick six. You, you don't, you don't win, you don't win football games doing those, um, and having those things happen. So, I take complete ownership for this. Um, I'll learn from it, and we'll be a better team because of it. What was kind of going on? Like Miles didn't carry the ball at all until like midway through the second quarter. I mean, I guess eight of your first nine plays were passes. I mean, yeah, did you it, want to run? It seems like it seems like he didn't he didn't he didn't get those touches. Um, he didn't get those touches. Um, I don't. He didn't get them. Regardless of what we do, execute the play, and I, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. See him get more touches, Miles. I'd like to see us execute. I like to see me play better. That's something that I can control. Um, that's that's the best way I can put it throughout all of this. You know, got a flight back. We're gonna sit on it. We're gonna eat on. You know, we're gonna gonna deal with it and take it. Um, and I'll learn from it. It's this this one's on me. In the game plan to have you. Um, Drop. It seemed like uh, Nick was saying, how do you drop a lot and survey the field and throw to uh, balls down the field? Um, was that the game plan? And also, were there a lot of, were there any plays that were designed to, like, you know, play actions that roll you out? Um, were those part of the game plan as well? Uh, play calling, play calling was not an issue in this game. <laughs> play calling was not an issue in this game. I was an issue in this game. I, I take it and I learn from it, and I'll be better from it. We'll be, a, we'll be a better team from it. You had success previously with your legs, you know, making things happen on the ground. Why was that so challenging tonight to, to kind of pick up yards on the ground? Well, we had a few, you know, scrambles that I just didn't get the edge. I didn't get past the second level. Um, didn't have many quarterback runs. They played those really well. And then, look, Dallas is a, a good team. Um, they came out there, they played hard, they flew to the ball. Um, apply pressure up front um, and play play good in the back end. So um, they got they we, we got the best of them today, you know. Hey John, when a team is, is is penalized as much as you guys were tonight, what's that a reflection of? Um, it could be a it can be a reflection of many things, um, depending upon how you look at it. Um, I see it as this. I see it as execution. I mean, for me. I see it as execution for me, and, and I look at I look at all of these things, and I ask myself, what I, what could I have done better um, to change the result of a play? Um, ultimately, you add plays on plays on plays, and you have an outcome of the game. We want to win, um, but you don't win having negative plays. The more negative plays you have, you probably have a negative result. So, you yourself to break the team down after warm-ups in light of Beachy's absence? No, I didn't. Um, that was something my teammates um, told me to do. Other captains on the team, they wanted me to do it. Um, and you feel uh, I'm not comfortable with losing. Let's take one more for John. Knowing that uh, they wanted you to speak, they clearly care about what you have to say. You're taking a lot of accountability here. What would your message to your teammates be? Learn from it. Learn from it and move on. Um, I've said it a number of times, and I I feel this way after every loss, you know. But I, I take I, I take responsibility for 
um, how this game went tonight. I take responsibility for that. I'm going to learn from it, and I'm going to learn from it. We're going to be a better team from it. I believe that. Um, I truly believe that. You know, you take you a deuce. You don't, you don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. We're going to flush it and move on. All right, that was quarterback Jalen Hurts. He's taking full responsibility for the loss. Now he is a captain. He's the leader of the team. He's their quarterback. But we all know if you watch the game, it doesn't all just fall on Jalen Hurts. No, but it doesn't. You, you like him to you know, take the accountability, right. obviously. Uh, I'm sure the teammates respect that. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, the quarterback gets up there. He's not making any excuses. He's not pointing fingers. Um, his teammates know that it wasn't just on him out there. He's out there trying to make plays, trying to keep them in the games. Uh, could he have done things better? Sure. Every quarterback can tell you that after every game, especially when they don't win the game. Right. They can find things that they wish they had done better. But I thought the best thing he did there is that he wanted to relay a message to his teammates, which is basically, we played bad tonight. We're going to be better. We're going to learn from this. We got to learn from this, but we also need to move on from this and, and not let it linger. And I think that's a good message for a young team because, like I said, a game like this can linger because right. it's a young team that I know wanted to come out and play well. It's on national TV. It's against the Dallas Cowboys. And to not put forth your best foot, this thing can snowball. And the biggest thing they have to do is be able to take the good from it even the bad a little bit, but move on from it, most importantly. And, and Mike, not we're going to go back to Dallas. We have Zach Ertz. Zach, uh, Nick said the game plan was to kind of – he felt like they had to keep pace with the, with the high-powered offense so that yeah. you guys would kind of match them. Um, you know, what went wrong? Why couldn't you guys do that? Um, I mean, it sounds obvious, but you, we can't, you can't have first and 20s, first and 15s in the NFL. You can't be just like – they're too good of a football team to play behind the sticks, play – have three and outs and put our defense in just bad situations over and over. So on offense, we just got to be efficient on first and second down not have penalties and keep it in third and manageable. And a lot of it just comes down to focusing on the, little, the small details as an offense. And I know it's cliche, but you just got to get back to the basics and be efficient on first and second down so you can have sustainable drives. And it just felt like in the first half, it was three and out after three and out after three and out. And I don't know what the exact numbers were, but we just couldn't, couldn't stay on the field in the first half. And it's hard to get in the rhythm. You start playing from behind. They have a lead at that point, and you just start playing catch up. And we just got to be get ahead of the chance. Zach, what was this uh, week like for you, and how did it impact? It was a interesting week. Obviously, um, tested positive after the game on Sunday. Was negative by Thursday, and so it was weird. Uh, they by the numbers on Sunday gave them an inclination that I was going to be able to play. But it was just terrible sitting at home, nothing you could control, didn't have any symptoms. So it was just bizarre. Zach, you mentioned uh, you referenced penalties in your first answer as you know, one of the vets on the team. Uh, how do you guys issue those self-corrections so you don't keep up this pace of penalties in three games? 
I mean, you just have to look yourself in the mirror. I mean, there's a mirror test for a reason, and each and every guy on this team, not only on offense, but defense, coaches, everyone's got to look in the mirror and say, how can I be better? And if we all do that, um, there will be improvement. I mean, we have to hold each other accountable in that regard. You, it's not like you just act like they don't happen and move on. you got to figure out the why. I mean, on the th third down that I fall started, it's third and three, and we put ourselves in a third and eight situation. Jalen and Quez make up for my mistake, but third and three is manageable in this league. You can be in third and three. Third and eight, you start to get in tougher, tougher situations. And so for me, it's just locking in on a snap count. Simple as that. And I got to look myself in the mirror and say, why did this happen? And each and every person that had a penalty, whether it be man downfield, whether it be holding, whether it be false start on offense, those are things that you just have to correct. I mean, as simple as that. You, we just can't be in first and 15s and expect to be successful in this league. You and God are, are, are two of the top tight ends in the league as a combination. The, the two of you have, have 15 combined catches this year. Are you guys getting the tight ends involved the way you think you need to? I mean, that's not a question for me, obviously. Um, we all want to be on the field. I want to be on the field every play. That's just a matter of fact. Um, Dallas wants to be on the field every play. That's just the way both of us are wired. Um, there's a game plan that the coaches feel like is the best chance for the team, the Philadelphia Eagles, to win. Um, and I'm doing the best I can each and every time I step out there to put wins on tape. And I can't control where the ball goes. I can't control how much I'm on the field. And I want to be on the field. I want to be on the field on third down. I want to be on the field in the red zone. But that, I mean, I can't control that. And I've done this in, for a long time. Um, I feel great. My ankle feels great. And so all that stuff is behind me. And yeah, I want to be on the field, but I trust the coaching staff. I love the coaching staff. I love Jason Michael. I love Nick. I love Shane. And they feel like they're doing what's best for the Philadelphia Eagles, not what's best for me. Zach, I would imagine you've been around long enough that you've had seasons where three games in, you get a good sense of what kind of team you guys are and can be you yeah. know, over the course. What kind of sense do you have about where you guys are at right now? Um, I mean, it's still early. It's still early. We're still young. And so we just got to grow up fast. I mean, it doesn't get any easier, obviously, this week's with the Chiefs. Um, but I feel like we can play, we can have a dynamic running game if we're playing ahead of the sticks. We can have a dynamic passing game if we're playing on time and in rhythm. And we just got to put together 60 minutes as an offense. The Atlanta game, I think, was a glimpse of what we could be on offense. But the past two games, we just have not played well. And that's just a matter of fact. And we got to be better. And it starts on the practice field um, each and every week. You can't be a team in the NFL that just goes through the motions at practice and expect things to change. And the way we practice, I'm confident that we're going to be able to change things because how, how we practice. Um, we practice hard. And it sets it's a, from the vet setting the standards in practice, what the standards are. Um, and we're going to improve. I mean, it's week three, one, two. Dallas is two and one. Um, but I got confidence in the team. I mean, we got a lot of talent on offense that's played a lot of football games. Obviously, you miss B, but I mean, Lane, me, myself, Kels. Dallas has played a lot of football. G Ward, Quez, Smitty is freaking unbelievable. Jalen's 23 years old. Everyone's acting like this is his fault. We had Jalen is a great player. He's going to be a great player for a long time in this league. And so as an offense, we got to all play up to our ability and everything will be all right. When you step back and look at the big picture, though, and you mentioned that Jalen's young, do you also take into account first-time head coach, new schemes, you know, all, um, all that? And, or are you in it just looking at it that you want to win every game? Or do you put things in that kind of perspective that maybe this is inevitable? No, this isn't. I mean, the standards in this city are what they are. 
we know exactly what the standards are. It doesn't matter who's that quarterback. It doesn't matter who's that coach. It doesn't matter who's that tight end, center, right tackle. Standards are what they are, and that's the win football game. It doesn't matter who's in those positions. It doesn't matter who's playing three technique. The standards are what they are in the city for a reason because that's what the fans deserve. That's what the city deserves. And so there is no excuses to come in here and say we got young players. Everyone's got young players. Everyone's got inexperience at some positions, but we got players that can are good football players. And so we got to hold the standards to ourselves each and every time we step on a practice field, every time we step on a game field, that we expect to win the football game. And that's the standards that we have to set for ourselves. Jalen Hurts just came here and took accountability and responsibility for this loss, all on him. Uh, as a guy who's been around as long as you've been and as a veteran of this team, what does that say to you about him as a leader? And what does that say to you about how following him kind of on offense? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we all know that's not true. Um, whenever you get beat like that, it's everybody. Uh, you know, losses like that don't happen just because of one guy. Um, but that is the way you would expect Jalen Hurts to feel. I mean, bottom line is leaders, really, really good players, ultimately feel that they completely control the situation, especially at the quarterback uh, position. So, um, you know, we got to play much, much better across the board. Um, but that's also the mindset you want Jalen to have, even though it's clearly not the case. Jason, don't you guys have to run the ball more to be more to win games? Um, I don't know. I, you know, the run pass comes up every time you're losing games, I feel like. Um, you know, the way the game goes sometimes with, you know, we had a lot of penalties. You're in a lot of long situations where you're trying to pick up huge chunks. Um, you know, we're behind the, in the score quite a bit. A lot of that dictates it. And we had a lot of, you know, RPOs called that ended up getting thrown but could have easily been handed off if the defense dictated it. So, um, you know, I try to – you know, not really think about that. My job's to execute the play called. Um, you know, and uh, you know, I think that that's, that's what my job is. So, how are things up front with two two new guys? Basically? Yeah, I mean, you know, Landon's getting his first start as a rookie. You know, Herbie coming in uh, halfway through the game. I thought Dre uh, going in there filling in for Jordan. So, you know, you know, we got to be better up front, myself included. Um, I think that, uh, you know, everybody went out there and battled and, and fought, um, and we'll be able to go watch the tape and, you know, get better. Well, what were the emotions like for you when you saw Isaac get carved off? Yeah, it's, uh, it was tough. Um, you know, it's a guy that's been really underappreciated for a long time. Uh, he, uh, he, he does a lot for our room, our unit. Uh, he's a special player, a special person. So, you know, he's having a great year, and I know he'll bounce back and be a tremendous player again. Um, but, yeah, it was, it, was, it was hard to watch him get carted off the field. You guys good? You, well, you, you know, you have seen so many offensive linemen go down 
over the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just like, what is that like going through that uh, on a weekend week out there? Well, you know, it's the business. That's that's the sport. Um, you know, especially offensive line. You know, it's a physical position, man. You know, guys, bodies are falling all over the place. Um, you know, it's you know, what's the in, what do they say? The injury rate in the NFL is one hundred percent. You know, so you know, you just. I mean, it's, it's it is what it is, and um, I think Stout does a tremendous job, and part of this is because of. You know, his time in college and having to develop players of getting guys able to come in and play and play in the game and um, be ready. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I wish Brandon and Isaac and, you know, Jordan were, were healthy, um, but you don't get that. You know, you, you get what you get, and I'm happy to go out there with the guys that I have out there. And, um, you know, it's an opportunity to go out there and play ball together, and now we'll be able to watch the tape, get better, and Get ready for the Chiefs. And with Isaac, I know you talked about it before, but what is it that we don't understand that, that we don't see about Isaac? You know, he's just, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a very smart player. He's a very, um, you know, he's a very detailed player. You know, everybody has their personality and their traits that, you know, makes them unique. And, uh, you know, that guy's a, you know, he, you can tell he, this is, this means a lot to him. Uh, you know, he, he sacrifices and, and does his best to make other players better and to help other players out. You know, no man is an island. You must draw your strengths for others. Um, you know, he's – I just feel like he's he's a guy that's never really got the credit he's been due for how good he truly is as a player, as a teammate. Um, so, you know, I felt like he was finally getting that this year. Um, but anyways. All right, that was two vets, Zach Ertz, and an emotional Jason Kelsey. Kind of um, yep. not expected to see him that emotional at, at the podium. But he's going to be a huge piece, a key really to this offense as they are dealing with some injuries, especially across that offensive line, to keep them going, to keep them working together, kind of really building this cohesive offensive line unit as the weeks go by. Yeah, I mean, I've always – recognize Jason as the most important guy on the offensive line. We all understand his importance to at the center position. He's the quarterback of the offensive lineman. More importantly, he's the one constant that's been there for almost a decade. He doesn't miss football games. You knock on wood and you see linemen dropping around him just about every year, but he's the constant mainstay there. And Jason has always been fond of Isaac you know, to his left side. So there must be something there that Jason certainly appreciates, not just from Isaac as a person and as the type of player he is, but there is some significance there that Jason relies upon of having that security blanket on his left side. So when Jason talks about the importance or the significance of the loss of Isaac Sayamalu, and he's one of the linemen who is rarely talked about amongst this group. He's like the unheralded guy of the group. He's not a high draft pick. He doesn't make a ton of money, but he's normally there. And Jason has spoken highly of him on several occasions. So um, it's obvious he, he feels this is a significant loss. We don't know how long Isaac's going to be out, but just sitting there and listening to Jason talk, um, you just know that unit is a close-knit unit, and, and that's usually how the offensive line is is they they are a close-knit unit and just another one of his guys have gone down and 
I know he accepts the job and the responsibility that comes with being the veteran leader there, but that just gives him somebody else that he may have to work next to and get used to and get accustomed to playing next to. He usually adjusts, but I don't know if everybody else adjusts as well as he does when there's new bodies in that unit. And I think just important to get a sense of the human element, right? Yeah. yeah that, and that's part of it that I feel like gets lost with a lot of fans is, you know, when you have an injury like that, and we don't know, obviously, what the injury is to Isaac Samalo. It did not look good. But uh, just seeing that, you know, Jason Kelsey react that way raw in the moment just kind of bring everybody back to reality. It's not just, all right, one name's down, put him on injury reserve, put another mm-hmm. name in. Uh, just, you know, I think offensive line especially, there's a level of anonymity that goes with that, right? They're not on people's fantasy football teams. Yep. They're not uh, the guys that you, you, know, you try and see in Madden, right? It, it's to, to see a guy react that way kind of brings us back to earth. All right, well, let's take a look at a defensive bright spot from this evening. Fran spent some time earlier breaking down that Fletcher Cox fumble recovery for a touchdown. We're going to head to his Rico review. All right, well, this week on the Rico review, we're going to focus on the big defensive play, the first turnover for this Eagles defense here in 2021. It was a big play by Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. We're going to take a look at the two defensive tackles for the Eagles here on this play. Now, in every pass protection, you're going to see the offensive line slide one way or another. You can always tell the side of the slide by just watching the center. If he steps with his shoulders facing one way, that's the way the slide is going. So on this play, you're going to see that the center, Tyler Beatish, he's going to open up to Javon Hargrave. Now, I want you to watch the left guard here for the Dallas Cowboys. Look at his eyes, and his eyes are on Derek Barnett because he's supposed to be sliding this way. So while he's helping out the center against Hargrave, he's always going to keep his eyes there, and that way he's not going to be super strong on what should be a double team. You're going to get your one-on-one block, Fletcher Cox going up against Zach Martin. If you're the Cowboys, you're okay with that. That's your best offensive lineman going up against the other team's best defensive lineman. What they don't want is a one-on-one with Hargrave versus Beatish, and Javon Hargrave proves them exactly right. They don't want this one-on-one because now Hargrave is going to push the pocket back. The reason why the double team didn't happen, the guard has got to make sure that he is helping in case Derek Barnett loops inside. If Barnett loops inside, that's a sack that's given up by the guard. So he is going to play looking to his left. We can let this roll. You can see Hargrave is going to win that one-on-one matchup. He impacts the quarterback, Dak Prescott. Sack, fumble, fumble recovery recovered there by Fletcher Cox in the end zone. The Eagles get on the board and tie this game at seven early in the first half. Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. This week, our nominees, starting off with the big guy we were just talking about, Mr. Fletcher Cox. There he is. Very disruptive up front again in week three. Moving on to nominee number two is Buddy. Right next to him, Javon Hargrave, causing all kinds of problems. He's three for three on the Toyota Player of the Week. And, of course, our third nominee, Mr. Quez Watkins. Look at that. Two receptions. Ton of yards. There they are. Three nominees. What do we think, guys? Ike's not leaving any mystery to this. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of know where his heart's at. Man, let's make it three for three. Javon Hargrave, man. I mean, my goodness. Now, I could have gone with Fletcher because he scored the touchdown. Sure. But, man, I just – Javon Hargrave just jumps off the screen. I mean, there's usually an offensive lineman. He's bench pressing back to the quarterback. 
And he is a he is a big reason that that pocket is collapsing. I know Fletcher draws a lot of attention, and they both benefit from it. But I guess well, Fletcher scored a touchdown, so I guess I had to go with Fletcher. <laughs> you got like a defensive guy scores a touchdown, and you want to give it to somebody else? Yeah, well, you know, no, I was thinking either Hargrave <laughs> or Fletcher was one of those guys. It's like one of those things you say, like, oh, like let me. How do you let everybody know that you, that you're not safe? Like this is Ike saying, like, has someone helped me? A defensive guy scored, and I'm not yes. giving credit. Okay, it's got to be right. Hargrave. Okay. All right. Are you going hard, Greg? He's going hard. All right. Gave me a hard time. Yeah. It's late. Ike's had a lot of coffee tonight. So we're going to move on to next week. Week four, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs are coming to town. Tonight, our Jamison nightcap looking at Kansas City. Talk about a shock factor. 2021 so far, they're one and two. They sit fourth in the AFC West. You wouldn't expect that from the Chiefs. Can't forget last year they finished 14-2. and two. They made that Super Bowl appearance and lost to Tom Brady and the Bucks. This week they lost to the Chargers 30-24. to 24. The Chargers causing all kinds of problems in the AFC. They will come to town next Sunday at 1 o'clock. Yeah, a little bit of a different Kansas City Chiefs team. And what I mean by that, they, they are the same explosive Kansas City Chiefs team that we've not seen in years past. The defense isn't as good as it was when they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. They have some issues over there. And then Pat Mahomes, as great as he is as a quarterback, and I think he's the best quarterback in football, but he's done a couple things the last two weeks that aren't usually Patrick Mahomes-type things, which is be careless with the football. Made a couple throws last week versus the Chargers. I think cost him, especially one late in the game. You just don't see that from him. Then I thought he had a throw in the Baltimore game that really set up a score and started their comeback the week before. So two straight losses, really two straight unlike Patrick Mahomes' performances. Yeah, and we've had, we saw some passes go off of receivers' hands and bounce up in the air. We saw a fumble by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, in this game uh, against the Chargers. But uh, this is an offense that hasn't quite felt their normal self, right? right? But uh, we'll talk about it all this week on Eagles Game Plan for sure. You certain. feel like it's never over until it's really over no, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, so yes. When Patrick Mahomes has the ball, you just never know. But it'll never be right. a homecoming for Andy Reid. That's next Sunday. We will have the kickoff show presented by Exalta starting at 12.15, right before that 1 o'clock kickoff. I'm Gabriella Di Giovanni for Fran Duffy and Ike Reese. We'll see you next week. <laughs>